Guys, I know we've been talking about um, mobile games, and we're going to talk about our past with them, but I got good news for you all. Yeah, sure. And this is kind of going to be good for the whole show and all the shows, I think, Mm -hmm. is that um, I found one of my very first apps I ever downloaded back in 2008, and uh, Pocket Guitar still kicks ass. Okay. Turn that turn that shit up. Oh, let me crank it. Hold on. Crank it. <laughs> oh. oh my god, he's shredding. Was this out at a party in 2008? It's time to it's rock. Go time, baby. Mm. That 15-year-old guitar app sounds crisp as hell, we baby. Get- <laughs> let me add some distortion on it. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. No, I had two. Okay, that's too much distortion. I took the distortion bit less off. reverb in my monitors. There's too much wall. Oh, it's turned up to 11, guys. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now now watch this. I'm going to drink a beer. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait, this is hilarious. <laughs> See, the beer disappeared. That's funny. Oh, my God. You've got so. everything. For 99 cents, you can make it look like chocolate milk. Yeah, but can you make your room that was previously very dark very light with yeah. the flashlight app? <laughs> can can you can you do what this app does? <laughs> oh, pretty nasty. sure that. Okay, the the I'm getting wind noise on that track which makes me think it's not coming from your phone plant i feel like the call is coming from inside the plant i mean there would be wind if we're technical yeah gross bye and start the show My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best games on the phone. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the beep boops. My name is Ross Rushing, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a video game club, buddies. Just by listening, you have become a member. Welcome to our uh, illustrious, illustrious number. Um soon and for a while we'll be talking about legend of zelda it's the big green elephant in the room the big green legend of zelda and let's all say the subtitle together tears of, of the zelda kingdom. Tears, tears of the, of the yeah kingdom. tears of the kingdom <laughs> uh we all remembered that but this week we're going to talk about mobile games chris plant what's a mobile game <laughs> Well, one day somebody decided to put a video game on a mobile thing, and we've been rocking and rolling ever since. We didn't get Zelda or we didn't get That's it early. Just say yeah. we didn't get it early. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't so get it early. yeah, this this episode comes out the day Zelda comes out, but none of us have played it. But we will have a little bit of Zelda segment in the second half. And of the there show, are going to be worry. plenty of people. Who listen to this show, who do not have a Nintendo Switch, who do not yes. have a Zelda, but do you know what sure. all of them have? A mobile. Fuck, fucking phone. Not yeah. necessarily. Got a mobile. We don't no, want to judge. Necessarily. And I do just want to say that I have played Breath of the Wild and Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. So I've basically played Tears of the Kingdom. Just jam them together. Just squish them. Just squish them together. Uh, we're we're going to talk about all that, and we're going to do it right after this. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. 
And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, hey, uh, y'all. Um, has anybody been playing anything good on their phone lately? Jesus Christ, I hope so. Wow, I hope so. What, what a, a twist wild, that would be, huh? Um, th- I would say this episode, though it may seem like it's coming out of nowhere on, Zel- on Zelda Day, Zelda, uh-huh. uh, th- there was just a an influx of Apple Arcade titles that we have uh, of a scale that I do not know we have seen uh, since maybe the platform first launched, uh, and it is I have been playing games on my phone more in the last two weeks than I have in the last year. Um, so wow. it, is a, it is a fun time for what, games what, on the phone right now. Which game is the star of your house? Oh boy, of my house. I mean, I don't- That I is, don't. A, the, no one at Plant, can we take a moment? Because it's so rare to find an original sentence in the English language. And I don't think anybody's ever said what game is the star of your house. What? What do you What do you mean? Like, there's a game. What game is the star of your house? Yeah, like everybody in the house is like, can't get enough of that game, and it's the star. Um, star. I mean, I, go on, star of the house. Stretch the bit. <laughs> uh, the current game that is being played a lot in our house is Pokemon Violet. Henry has finally gotten into it, but that's not a phone. It's not a phone game. No. Um, my phone time is for me. Um, it's a personal journey that I like to go on. Sometimes when I am playing, Gus will climb up in my lap mm-hmm. and seize the phone from me, and then all of a sudden, you know, Donatello has died um, because a, a baby is controlling him. Um, and I guess that that's our first game to talk about: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Splintered Fate, I think is what it's called. Hades edition. Hades edition. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a, a this is an Apple Arcade title. It is free if you have Apple Arcade, um, which is maybe a loaded statement. Uh, but it is a sort of isometric brawler uh, in the vein of a in the vein of a Hades, where you control the t- the toitles, uh through a series of battle arenas. And you get level ups every time you finish like a little arena and you create builds based around those. And it's got four four player multiplayer and it was pretty fucking fun. Has anybody else played this one? Uh, this, no, yes, I actually put it yeah. as well. And it is pretty fun. They, I like the combat feels good. And it's, you know, you got the four turtles there. Raphael's quick and Donatello's got a big stick. Oh, this yeah. is, uh, there's probably more to it than that, but. Yeah, as, no, in terms of like a yeah. jump in, jump out. And it's a rogue light, I guess, because you yeah. have some progression, but it's, you know, you're starting from scratch when you die kind of thing. It's uh, so yeah, hard. it's satisfying. It's, a, it's, it's like a, it's welcoming. A, it's, yeah, it's pretty challenging, I would say, though. Once you beat the first level, the first level, I feel like it's super easy. And then the second level will kick your ass. But that's okay, because you, you know, take take your dragon coins back to the base and you get permanent upgrades for your for your turtles. Yeah, I think um, it maybe leans a little too much in the progression update, you know, upgrade so you have a shot at surviving, but the actual combat is pretty fun and satisfying and I like the graphics and they like fully voiced a lot of it and that's pretty cool. I um, do uh, it is uh I don't know that it works so great with touch controls. Like it is totally serviceable, but uh, especially once you get into more challenging like encounters, it does the um, it does the thing that a lot of games do, which is like enemies telegraph their attacks, right? So you see like, oh, this guy's about to launch this big poison bomb and it's going to land here and I have like a second and a half to get out of the way. It's easy enough to like deal with one of those, but when you have like six telegraphed attacks to try to like weave around while taking out enemies at the same time, uh, I, I found myself wishing that I had buttons, which I don't know, it might use backbone. I have not 
used my backbone in a, a long time. Yeah, they, they, I think most of the newly released uh, Apple Arcade games all support controller things. The other one that I played, I don't know if you have more to say about Team NT. No, not really. Um, I played What the Car, which I know other people on the thing played as well. Hell yeah. And mm-hmm. That game. Yeah. It's the star rules. of my house. It's the star of Plants House. This game is the star of my house. We finally found out the star of Plants House. Um, (laughs) If you're not familiar, What the Car is made by the same people who made What the Golf and What the Bat. And it is a... Wait, I I haven't heard of that one. Oh, you haven't heard of What the Bat? They made a baseball one? They made a VR baseball one where you're arms are bats <laughs> yes <laughs> it's pretty fun it's not as good as what the golf but it's still pretty fun um but the idea is it's like comedy mini games where you in what the car you start out with like a simple car that you're driving down a track and then suddenly what if the car had legs and what if the car had a jetpack? and it's a variety of like very silly over the top i guess kind of platforming challenges in a 3d space and it's super fucking funny. Uh, you know, I it's so rare that there are like games that make me laugh out loud, but they like this game genuinely was like, what if it had too many legs? And then suddenly yeah. you have like it six does, legs on the car. It does the two things you have to do to be a funny video game. Guaranteed. Oh. The two things. Are you re- you're ready? Yeah. Be so easy that you don't have to repeat the bit. Hmm. And be so short that the bit doesn't wear out its welcome. Two things yeah. that comedy games fail to do most Constantly. of the time. I mean, this yeah. game is not easy, is what I would Well, if question. you go for, you know, there's like collectible trading cards on each course that require you to, like, take pretty circuitous routes that yeah. are much more difficult. It dares you. I, I, at a certain point, I stopped going after those because I did, I was repeating levels, and it was not funny or fun anymore. Yeah. Um, your your mileage may vary. Every level starts with your car is in a cannon, and you have to press the honk button to launch the cannon, and then it zooms up close on the car, and voices sing, like, car with too many legs, uh, and it's different every time, and it's like a fun comedy jump scare. Every Tech. every every single time that it happens, and it is a it is a delightful a delightful experience. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I really liked cute. it. They also have a um, level creator built into the game yeah. with like pretty intuitive tools, and they even they do something very smart where they feed in uh, user created levels into the main like. There's like a world map, like uh, Super Mario World style, like you're moving around selecting levels. And in that, you'll see user-created levels as well. That's sort of where I was alluding to with the difficulty is some of those levels are like people made insanely yeah. difficult levels, which so maybe caveat emptor, but the for the most part, it's uh, very approachable and fun if you don't go crazy. I would say, though, it's totally playable on touch. It is like excellent on a controller like oh, the yeah? controls are so good and like the cars feel great and the responsiveness <gasps> is like really good that if you can have you the ability with a wheel i i don't think you can play with a wheel maybe you can but you can definitely play with like an xbox better controller. be able to play it with a wheel that'd be so fun yeah so like the controls on the screen is a like a little wheel that you steer left yeah. and right and then there's like a, a stick shift slash horn button yeah um this game rules. We have a lot of people, like, the recurring question uh, we get on any time people ask us questions is either I don't play a lot of video games, what should I play to start, or how do I, you know, start my kid on video games? This is the perfect game for that because it does so many different styles of play that, you know, it's it's referential to so many different types of video games that it's kind of just a good primer on... I don't know, like the history of play. And then when you go from here and go try other things, you'll be in a good spot. I let my kid try it. She's eight, Charlie. And uh, she uh, really dug it. She said, um, this is very fun to play and the concept is very stupid. Good. And Hell yeah. It, that's pretty much the whole bit. She has it a is, future in, in games journalism, unfortunately. It, it is it is enjoyably dumb. Uh, but I, I got a kick out of it. I think it's very funny. I think it is... Undermine like you. It's easy to underwrite how impressively dumb and also fun it is. Like mm-hmm. it's extremely difficult to make what they made, 
which is like yeah, a really get that eight-year-old fresh. Get her. Yeah, take that. <laughs> she she understands the nuance her. of a man's game. Uh, no, I'm just really impressed by their all of their games. Really, are like it's it's really hard to make these sorts of games approachable and fun and silly and funny. Um, and I'm always like thrilled to see anything that they're putting out because it's such a rarity. I'd like to mention a game that I have been enjoying uh, that I've been playing a little bit. And it's this is like not for everybody, um, but it is the kind of thing where I, if you like this sort of uh, thing, I think you'll really get a kick out of it. It's called uh, Ten Dates, uh, and it is the sequel to a game called Five Dates. And it is from Wales Interactive, which does a lot of these like first person like fmv type thing they actually just released one called mia and the dragon princess they did who pressed me on uncle marcus which i've talked about here before um so th- that has been uh their milieu i guess and uh this game 10 dates uh, like i said the sequel to five Dates, is on mobile you can play it on steam you can play it on mobile it is uh so the last one, Five Dates, was about like did it was very much a quarantine era product. It was about dating online during a pandemic, uh, and you would be set up on dates, and uh, you are playing a you know fully voiced acted character. You're not like playing yourself or whatever. You're in control of, of your main character, and you would go on sort of like Zoom dates with people, and it's pretty binary. It's just like. Uh, you know, yes or no questions. You decide like if you want to keep delving into something or if you want to like ignore it uh, and move on to something else. Um, But you're really like navigating a conversation with somebody and like the ebb and flow of it. And there's not really a win state. It's much more about just like the pleasure of watching a conversation like this play out. Um, 10 dates, the sequel is in like starts the first sort of round of it is in like a speed dating setting. So people are back in person uh, and you're sitting across the table from or your character is sitting across the table. You can choose a man or a woman uh, and you go on a variety of these like little speed dates and you're choosing the, the basically the conversational topics, how you're reacting to stuff. And because there's not really a, you know, a win or lose per se, you, you you're not getting points based on. Uh, you, you know, winning people over. It's not like uh, that super seducer, that that nightmare. I was going to say. Yeah, it's not like that. It's not points to like do well. It's very much like who who you sort of like click with. Um, And it's and it's interesting. It's mainly like the pleasure of it is mainly just like watching. The acting is really good and the writing is like really good. And it does kind of feel like just watching two people kind of connect for the first time or watching them sort of not connect for the first time and, and bump off each other. Um, uh, but it is kind of like that romantic comedy energy, but it's distilled down to its purest, just like uh, boiled down meat cutes to pipe them right in direct to the vein, cute and light and um, very different from other, other games. I mean, game is probably not even, they call it an interactive rom-com, which I think is, uh, maybe overstating it a bit, but uh, I, I got a really big kick out of it. If you if you want something different, it's phone, iPad, Steam, you know, whatever. But it's called Ten Dates, and you it, there's no connection to the last one that I can discern. Um, but it's it's neat. Speaking of different, uh, I just dropped in a screenshot of the thing that's basically sucking up my entire life. Oh, no questions oh. about it or anything. I thought there'd be a discussion. Oh well, Justin, <laughs> look at the image. More, more like, let me sh- shuffle out this this uh, FMV degenerate yeah. and let him do his legally mandated spiel, and then we'll put him back in the eaves above the home where we right. store him. No, Chris and Russ and I have done our community service. If you'll look at the image that Russ has just posted in here, I do think you'll feel embarrassed for your uh, thoughts and actions. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, I guarantee we'll talk more about this than mine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it seems that Zen Pinball has uh, licensed probably the most in-demand pinball franchise the world has ever seen, and that would be Garfield. Yeah. And man, there's so much to take in with this b- game. B- before, b- Sorry, before you get into that... I think you're assuming people know what Zen Pinball is. Or what Garfield Yeah, I was gonna... I thought maybe... Oh, sorry. First of all, Garfield. He's a cat. Hates Mondays, loves lasagna, kind of grumpy, has like a love-hate relationship with Odie, who's the dog that lives in his house. 
there's normal who's very cute john drinks coffee a whole lot and has yeah. like a on again off again thing with this woman um staunch christian overtones <laughs> <laughs> meow uh yeah uh so that's garfield zen pinball is a long-running pinball franchise that's it's basically like, the like best a pinball franchise it's I thought a this was going to be like a junky iPhone game. I did not realize that like the people who actually know how to make pinball tables were like, you know, we're going to take a break. We're going to we're going to really go for it. We're going to go Garfield. Yeah. And so they, they've gone and made a bunch of franchise uh, pinball tables in Garfield. I don't know how long Garfield's been up there, but as I was surfing for other mobile games to check out, Garfield pinball just jumped out at me. And man, everything's here. You got Odie. You got Garfield. You got John's chair, which is like has just like a really central place on this pinball table. Uh, I'm zooming in here. Odie's treats, uh-huh. feast frenzy, TV time. There's a scale to weigh how Garfield weighs. I can't That's tell if you are describing the table or reading the Garfield wiki. It it's really no no. These, this is literally me. stuff that's on the. T- there's a fridge. <laughs> Someone right now is listening to this. Uh-huh. And looking at their Nintendo Switch across the room, it has just made the beep beep noise that has let them know that Zelda has finished downloading. And mm-hmm. they See, probably f- find themselves confused at how how much they don't want to play Zelda right now and just want to listen yeah. to Russ sort of recap the characters and <laughs> concepts mythos. of Garfield, the mythos of Garfield. Can I can I suggest something? So Zelda, uh-huh. Breath of the Wild, and Tears of the Kingdom both have like sort of ambient piano music playing in the background. But uh-huh. what if instead uh-huh. of that, while you're playing Zelda, you could just hear the like idle chatter of the Garfield pinball game? Sure, yeah. No, I mean, those two things are definitely equivalent. I do remember when the video game award for best video game music in 2017 went to Lorenzo Music, uh, the voice of Garfield, uh, which was, uh, and then the audience just started booing like really, 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 really loud. Jeff Keighley was run out of town in shame. He was never allowed to. And he was like, we should have been more specific when we said best music that we meant like songs and not like a guy's Mm, last name. Yeah. Um, even though it is Gar- it is Garfield, so put some respect on it. Can I share a game? Please. Okay. So did any of you play Grand Mountain Adventure Plus? I really liked that. Yeah. Man, that was a chill thing, man. That's that talk about a game where um well, you're gonna talk about it. No, but, you go ahead. Well, you, you go, go ahead. You, I'm excited that you're well, excited. No, I just want to say my little thing is like um it, and it kind of connects to what we were talking about early days of mobile there was a lot of work put into how do you find experiences that just like feel good with this input and that was very like that was common back in the day where you'd find one that's just like oh this feels great this is exactly what everybody should be doing those are less common because people have gotten smarter about it but this is a skiing game where it just feels like so perfect for mobile it is just a joy to play well going off what you just said a lot of those early mobile games the trick was what's familiar to everyone like let's bring solitaire over or free cell right or minesweeper let's bring over games that people know how to play already and then you know at least that part's taken care of and then they can learn the touch controls and this is like ski free through and through for i don't know the people listening remember ski free it came out like 1991 but it's just a little top down or i guess isometric uh skiing game where you go down a hill that the whole point is like basically chill zone out go down a hill it feels good to move downwards in a video game and this game is top down slash isometric chill zone out go down a giant semi-open world it's like these like large entire mountains there are a few mountains in the game and you can kind of go wherever you want and as you progress you'll like come across little goals like oh you know race through this area or get to the bottom at this speed or do a couple tricks and then you'll earn little passes that give you uh the ability to go up ski lifts and then you get higher and higher in the mountain and then you switch between the mountains it's a really really great um just kind of i don't know progress path the only bummer i'll say this is as i got into the uh, justin did you get to any of the hard levels uh no it no. so i got to the like they're like hard paths 
And they felt wildly difficult, like just did not gel with what I had assumed the game to be. So I looked up the game because I wasn't sure (laughs) what its full title was because I had seen a few different ones. And it's also on Steam and Switch. And now I'm kind of wondering like, oh, as great as this feels on, you know, like phone, was it made for those things? Right. And then this is kind of a port because for me... If I were designing this just for mobile, I would have really stuck ex- basically exclusively with the chill out vibes and not tried to go too hard into like this being a game game. Um, that said, it's Apple Arcade. So uh, it costs nothing if you already have Apple Arcade. Um, yeah. And I think it's like a great couple hours until you get to the hard stuff. And then it's, there's plenty of other stuff to do. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Hey, has anybody hey. else played Honkai Star Rail? Oh, man. No, oh. I want to hear what? all about it. Play it I'm you, not sure I do. You, you got to get up on it. And Justin, you are excused. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> From the next five what minutes. Are, hey, so. listen, my to-do list just got a little bit shorter. <laughs> uh, Honkai Star Rail is the new title from uh, MiHoYo, or HoYoVerse is like their, uh, what they call their slate of games. They made uh, Genshin Impact. Um, and so this is the next in their series. I can actually hear Justin going. That's incredible. That wasn't me, actually. Unbelievably. No, I'm still here. Uh, I guess it's Russ has just excused himself for the conversation. That He didn't count on what a loud on, door Russ he Russ is had. on the bubble. I don't think Russ would like this game either. I know Justin wouldn't. Um, I'm still here. Don't it, worry. It is... <laughs> It is uh, Genshin Impact by way of like more traditional JRPG instead mm-hmm. of being a more action RPG, action adventure, uh, you know, uh, Breath of the Wild like. Um, it is, it man, they know how to make a very polished game, uh, yeah. and it is uh, it is free to play. So you know, I, it it costs nothing to download it and check it out. Uh, which, if you are a JRPG fan, uh, you I definitely think you should do, just because it is pretty impeccably presented. It does a lot to streamline the turn-based battles that make up, uh, you know, the majority of the game's like gameplay, uh, where every character that you can unlock through the you know gotcha system that uh, returns from Genshin Impact. Uh, has like different elemental affinities that you can use to target weaknesses and enemies to sort of get a persona like, uh, like break break their defenses and slow them down and delay their turn and make them extra vulnerable to follow up attacks. Um, every character also has like a specialty, so there are like single target, you know, damage characters, and then there's healing characters or debuff characters and you have to put together a team of four using those two sort of considerations um but fights move very very fast you don't have some huge list of commands you basically have a basic attack uh a special attack that uses like a a a point system that you accrue as you you know do regular attacks in battle and then every character has an ultimate that you can deploy at any time and it basically boils down to you know deciding when to use your ultimates and when to use your special attacks to break an enemy that has an upcoming turn so they can't do a thing to you. And, you know, maybe I need to save my energy so that I can uh, put a shield up on this character that's being targeted. Um, it, it's it's very smart in how it doesn't overwhelm you with options for things that you can do for any character's, like, given turn, but uh, trying to figure out the best way to deploy those, like, limited options is has been pretty rewarding um i've i've only played it for a few hours and it seems very big um so i i can't speak to it uh, a whole lot the story is incomprehensible and so if that's a thing that you are looking for then i this may not be for you uh it has big fantasy star online vibes which is really scratching the itch for me um but i just i really like the gameplay the writing is at times like kind of cute and funny and charming um and the you know the character designs are amazing as uh genshin impacts were um i haven't spent i i I dropped a few bucks to uh do like a special draw from the gotcha machine but 
Uh, they also do the thing that these games do, which is like overwhelm you up front with free passes for, you know, pulling characters. And so I think I've pulled like 80 characters and have not, or 80, <laughs> 80 draws and have not, you know, spent that much money on the game. Um, so I, I, I am going to spend more time with it because I am uh, very, very much enjoying it. I never really got into Genshin Impact too deep um, just because I didn't really enjoy the combat in the game and the way that it handled sort of elemental weaknesses and stuff. Um, but if you are a JRPG fan, I, I definitely think that this one is worth checking out because it's, um, it's just very, very, very well made. Um, yeah, that's the Honkai story. Well, I was just going to say before we go to Breath of the Wild, if, if we wanted to share the earliest games we ever downloaded on our iPhone. God, I'm not kidding. This could, I could go for a half hour on my ancient history of you my purchase. You showed us how to do this. Friend, if you want to do this, this is a value add, right, for our show. Yeah. Go to the app store, click on your little icon of yourself in the upper right-hand corner, then click purchased, my purchases, and then scroll all the way to the back. You probably should go to not on this iPhone, because I'm hoping if you've been using iPhones for 15 years, you don't okay. still fucking have, you know. <laughs> the first game I ever downloaded on my phone was yeah. in 2008. And it was Super Monkey Ball. Fuck yeah. That's a good one, right? That's a good one. My first one is a game just called Balls. <laughs> Guys, it's it's my top, my first, I'm not kidding, maybe 30 apps on here are straight up Garbo. Hit me yes. with some of them. I feel like I have some good ones on my, on my first few apps. I've, what do you I've, got? Well, my first few, I got Rolando. Remember that Rolando, entire NG? Yes. Injimoko era of Oh, of yeah. Rolando's good. Rolando Sway, uh, Zinbound, the game where you, like, did, like, rope bondage with, like, wooden trinkets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a great game. Uh, Light Bike Online, the Tron ripoff. Light Bike game. Sure. Textropolis. Yeah, I got that Super Monkey Ball Light, of course. Was I going to pay for it? Of course not. Do you have Switchblade Free Self-Defense? <laughs> I, I do I'm pretty not. sure that was an app that it, it had a little switchblade on the screen, and when you tapped it, it came out. Some of these aren't even like you can't even get them anymore. <laughs> Most of these, of these are, are oh, you can't get them anymore. You can't even Correct. download them anymore. You know the one that I had completely forgotten about. This is in um God Constitution for iPhone. God, Justin, why, Fuck bud? Yeah, why? Oh, here's a rim shot app. That's great. Um. It's an interesting one called Soul Trapper. That was an uh, an audio only video game where you would use like gestures to control like a, a story that was just being told to you through your headphones. That was really cool. Yeah. That's what? A, hey, what about anymore. Fart Piano? Make everyone laugh. That's from I downloaded that one on yeah, May eighteenth, two thousand nine. Oh, um, I just found. Hey, plant. You can tell. I just found Light Bike Online and Zenbound. They're good. Absolutely. It, they're good. How how big of a bummer is it that like. Game preservation wise, some really big games straight up you can't download can't now. It's so like, like Let's Golf, play. Peggle, Flight Control. I'm sure that yeah, there, must there be are a some new good, version of Flight uh, Control somewhere, but whoa. Zenonia? Land, of Lost, Land of the Lost Crystal Adventure starring Will Ferrell. <laughs> Heartbreaking. I am T Pain 2.0 is no longer available, but man alive, did I use that app a whole lot. That was an app, if you didn't play with phones in 2009 that let you auto-tune your voice. It was quite uh, a thing for a little bit. Literally anything you could sing into it, it would auto-tune it, and it would sound so shitty and bad. Y'all, how big of a bummer is this? Do you remember that game, Ellis? With the little no, circles, and you would, like, Ellis. push down the circles? It was this, like, it's kind of like the first artsy indie game on, on mobile, and it's you can't download it anymore. But then I know that they did a, a re-release of it, and it looks like you can't download that either. Man, you can't even download Cylon Detector. How the heck am I supposed to detect <laughs> Cylons? They look just like us. Mafia Wars, guys. Fuck Remember yeah. Mafia Wars 2009? Can't play that anymore. There is a real... Russ, we were just talking about how, how there is such a loss of game history. Like, you talk about where like game preservation is rough, man. A lot of these are just gone. Yeah. Like a lot of these you just can't can't do it. Oh man. Oh guys. Okay. I just found the first game that I was like really obsessed with. And 
this was in 2010, early 2010. Um, and this would have been like the first game where I was working at Joystick um, and we would, you know, get all fixated on the same mobile game and, and start like comparing scores in the Tilt to Live. Yes. Oh, Tilt yeah. To sure. Live. Oh, yeah. Talk about games that just like felt that was a, you know, it's sort of like Geometry Wars, except the the only like input was tilting the phone. Um, and so they would put out like mines and stuff like that. God, that was a really, really good game. That was a, I, I really miss being really fixated on like score hunts against other people. Yeah, I think Cube Runner was my first like standout obsessed with this game. This was a 2018 release and I don't know if it runs. I'm looking at the screenshots and it's Jesus Christ, it's so rough. Some of these you can still, some of the, like I had uh, back-to-back downloaded Battleheart and Tiny Wings. Both oh, fucking Tiny absolute Wings is the other one that I was deeply into. Yeah, Battleheart is great too. It's so wild to look at this shit. First of all, that this was... I mean, I downloaded Tiny Wings March 16, 2011. That was 12, 12 years ago. Um, it is such a wild, wildly different landscape that, you know, w- when these games were coming out and we were downloading them, there wasn't a ton of competition for phone space or time. Uh, and so when Tiny Wings came out, everybody at Joystick downloaded it because it was it's like, the same reason that we have popular podcasts. <laughs> Yes, that's fair. We started back then. <laughs> you had to you had to do it early when you weren't competing with anybody. It's just I'm looking at the list of shit from back then and these games have a a big footprint in my mind and that absolutely would not be true. I mean even like okay, uh I mentioned Honkai Star Rail. I don't know if I'm still going to be like if 12 years from now I'm going to have the kind of memories from that game that I have about, you know, uh, Tiny Wings or Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, uh, because those were, like, the only ones. Those were the only games uh, that were out on phone that people were talking about. I made a, I made a, uh, like, when I, <laughs> when I got back into Tiny Wings, you can still find it on my YouTube channel from, like, a dozen years ago, when I got back into playing Tiny Wings competitively after saying that I was done with it. I made like an intro video, like a video about myself playing Tiny Wings again as the Million Point Man, <laughs> and I like was bragging about how the Million Point Man was back on the on the charts in Tiny Wings because it was such a big deal. Like what, like Tiny Wings scores back then. <laughs> God. Did you find it? No, I just found out my balls. Uh, that was oh, sure. Uh, Download that one in twenty twelve. Um. Uh. Okay, well, anyway, that's our, I don't know if there was a point to that. It is fun to do the, like, nostalgia trip down. It's weird to think about mobile gaming having that level of nostalgia, but, like, we were there. Oh, yeah. It's been at least 14 years. I mean, there's a lot of these that you can't play. The the I tell you, that preservation thing does bother me, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a problem everywhere, uh, sure, unfortunately, yeah. but, yeah. It just feels like these could slip through the cracks a lot easier than games that are released in retail with physical forms, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Uh, let's take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, the incredible princess and her hero Link. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties that's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties 
You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, so Zelda, as people probably know, came out today, the day this episode is now live. And I wanted to ask y'all, like none of us have played it at this point as we are recording, what is your intention? How will you be playing it when it comes out? So uh, I guess like number one, is this a game where you'll use like walkthroughs and like read a guide on like where the best places to go are first or are you just going to go completely blind it's hard to say um i when i played breath of the wild i basically did it two times in a row where my first playthrough i just kind of like i I beat all the dungeons and then i beat the boss and i did some of the shrines enough to like get strong yeah and then i played it in master mode and tried to aside from the korok seeds like a hundred percent it um which i would love to do this time around i don't know if tears of the kingdom has a master mode yeah I don't uh, know. which would be a, honestly a pretty big bummer if it doesn't just because i really 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 enjoyed playing the game in a like very intense difficult way um but it, it's hard to say with this game. Same way you go at life, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to say with this game, though, because it seems like the systems are so much more open-ended that it's like less about, well, where do I go to get the Master Sword and how do I get it as fast as I can so I can get a weapon that doesn't, you know, I don't have to worry about weapon degradations. But when in this game, it's like, oh, I found a big spiky ball and I put it on a stick and now I kill everything. Uh, it, it feels like... I don't know. It feels like you rob yourself of some of the joy of that if you go in with a more walkthrough focused yeah. mindset. On that same level, uh, I don't know how much you guys played Breath of the Wild with Pro Mode on, which was a, a HUD setting, but it oh, was no one way. of the best decisions I ever made uh, in playing Breath of the Wild with Pro Mode on, and I was curious if anyone else wants to. Can you explain to. What, what that Sure, entails. so Pro Mode is like the most minimal HUD you could possibly have. I'm pretty sure the only thing that you see is um, your health. Like when you're walking around, you can see your hearts at the top left and you can see your stamina as it's like being used. But otherwise, there's nothing else on the screen. Normally, the like default HUD is surprisingly cut- cluttered and busy. And I don't particularly like it because there's like so much there. But because the game is so well designed, so much of the stuff that is in the HUD is already portrayed in the game. So, for example, if it's cold, there is a uh, a thermometer on the HUD normally, but you can see Link, like, shivering and, like, rubbing his arms for warmth. So there are ways to, like, intuit a lot of that stuff. The only thing that's, like, big that you're missing is, like, a radar, like a, a map. But again, like, there, you know, I, I'm fine checking the map. It was just a, a really great way to feel way more absorbed in that world way more like invested where i actually had to like look at the environment and think about where i was going next rather than just like following icons around Mm. so i will give it a shot it seems like not having the radar on the screen it's awesome i gotta say play it play it for like an hour and see how you feel but i i thought it was just incredible to play it like that feels like a good way to play the first hour because i just have no expectations 
You know, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to want to wander around anyway. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was wondering for, for y'all that aren't going to look things up, are you going to keep a notebook? <laughs> this is killing me. I can't talk about any of this. Yeah, stuff. no, plant, plant <laughs> is not allowed to, Why? plant has been I know very everything that with... happens in this game. Yeah. He, hey, he, you know he what I can't been... say? This game's going to be fucking awesome. Plant am, has been very hands-on. So he's not excited. literally, he has not literally played it. But he has been very hands-on with the production of all the content that Polygon yeah. is working on regarding the launch of, Le- of Breath of the... Sorry, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. He's a ner- just say he's a nerd. I mean, well, well, he, he knows, he's a nerd. He knows in this game. Every, he's a dork. He's a huge It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. He knows everything be. about this game. And I don't know how he's going to be involved in the further discussions of this game because it will drive me nuts. No, I'll be, I'll, I'll be good. I don't... You I, need to I, be really good. Like I, the best plant you've ever worry. been. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You love. I'm not you saying love anything the spoilies. Right I don't. That's that's old me. New me. I would never do that's that. Oh, why friends. are you confusing the old him and the new him? Yeah. Big mistake. I'm not even available um, to sheesh. download on the iOS app store anymore. New me. I'm right there, top of the list. He's right there. I mean, yeah. can we at least talk about the GIF you posted to me and? Oh, Russ that was. <laughs> and Justin. Oh, I didn't know. I literally no. didn't watch it. I, I you, know you, he was like, fresh, do you want to see this? I was like, I don't want to see that shit. No, you can see it. You can see this. One. I don't want to look at I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to describe it. Uh, Environment. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, how, about, was, how, about, how about actually fresh? This is good. This is good content. Can you do me a favor? Can you pull up that link and then can you just tell me what you're seeing? Sure. Just pull up the link and tell me what you're seeing. He says it's good content. Yeah, fresh. I mean, do you want me to read link. what you wrote? Just pull up the link. Tell me what. No. Just okay, t- I'm gonna say this is a, a link to Reddit. A weapon to surpass Metal Gear. Not mm-hmm. really spoilers, but it's from the leak. I don't know that I want to look at just, leak. Oh my god. Fine, fine, fine. Link. It's a giant penis. Mm, there we go. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. It's a man who appears to be shooting fire. I'm sorry. It's a construction. It's like a robot that someone made within this game. Uh-huh. And the robot has a big penis that is shooting fire. <laughs> Thank you. And then uh, Link is like, yes. Right there. He's right there. He's looking at it. He actually lights the penis on fire. So. And it's yes, got, yes. the robot has a head with a face on it that's like looking <laughs> left and right, but it looks like Box Boy. And the penis goes up and down as it shoots fire out of it. Look, this, this is, is this, this is gonna be a <laughs> this is what EJ Anuma envi- envisioned for his the future of this franchise. Honestly, so we just have to live in it. Okay, well, all right, fel- fellas, that's uh, it's gonna be fun. Do we have any other games that we wanted to mention for breath uh, for honorable mentions? Um, I wanted to say I finished my S plus professional Resident Evil Four run. Uh, just under five hours. You got those cat ears? Got those cat ears, got that infinite ammo. Uh, what a fucking game. I, I, it has reminded me, I've never engaged with a Resident Evil game like this before, Mm -hmm. where I wanted to play it in the hardest way possible. Um, I usually just play through on normal, so I don't have to stress so much about the different systems in the game, but I, I, I enjoyed this one so much, and my familiarity with Resident Evil Four was uh, at a point where it felt uh, it felt very doable, and it was super duper hard. There are some of these like combat encounters that I I'm going to have dreams about just because I had to slam my head against them so many times. The big thing for um, getting S plus on professional, which is the hardest difficulty setting, is that you can only save fifteen times. Uh, and there's 16 chapters in the game. So that meant that I would have to, there were there were a few times where I was playing through like two, two and a half, three chapters without saving. Wow. Uh, wow. And if you die, it's all gone. Uh, I think I should finish this game. It seems like you guys like it. The game it's, rules. I mean, it's pretty stellar. It's it's pretty definitely great. a top ten for me. Unquestionably top ten. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard to unsee in in my mind. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, man, it's one of those games I feel like, uh, I've not felt this way about a game since Sekiro, where I enjoy the experience of just playing the game so much, even though it is not traditionally the type of game that I would pick up and replay immediately after finishing it. 
Uh, it's just so so pleasant to uh, like play this game and goof around with it that I I'm I'm just absolutely in love with it. Um, so that has been my big my big jam. Um, I've been playing a little bit, not a ton, but a little bit of Breath of the Wild because I've just been dying and it's just killing me waiting for Tears of the Kingdom to come out. And I booted it up and was reminded at how fucking amazing it is that they added the Hero's Path uh, mode in that game, which, as a reminder, you can turn on Hero's Path uh, if you're looking at the main map, and it'll show you a line of where you've walked for your entire adventure from start to finish. It was tracking it the whole time. Even when the game launched and it didn't have Hero's Path, it was still tracking where you were going to the point where you know exactly, like, places of the map that you haven't been yet. And... In doing that, uh, I've like stumbled upon areas that I've never been to. Uh, side quest, like I found a side quest that I had never touched before. Just like big chunks of the game that I just didn't interact with previously, and um, it's a shame that I won't have enough time to experience them. For because Tears of the Kingdom is going to be out, and I'm just going to play that. But it's that game fucking rules. I hope Heroes Path is in Tears of the Kingdom. Fingers crossed. Don't tell me, Plant. I don't want to know. Yeah. Not saying anything. I've been He's playing something else. Yeah, but He's he is now. internally. I can hear his little brain working. No, I'm He's not. I'm now. looking forward to telling you about my stuff. Oh, what do you got? Oh. I've been playing a game that you wanted me to play, and here wow. you are cutting me off at the knees. Sorry. And I was so excited God, to tell is he people always about like this. Always. It, Just I, when it I comes was, to Zelda, really. I I'm, I'm not doing anything. I want to talk about Rusted Moss. A game that also I believe I recommend oh, yeah. to you, Frush. And then uh, Frush I don't is, think that's true. I think that's true. I think that's well, true. We'll, We're going to we'll check, check the, the logs. And it is a rogue, not rogue, like what am I saying? It's a Metroidvania yep. where you are a young human or fairy woman. I'm having trouble with the story. Whatever mm-hmm. the case, you have a giant ass You're a changeling. gun. Changeling, thank you. And a uh, a grappling hook. And the grappling hook has really goofy, fun physics. And you go around and you you shoot robots. It's yep. cool as hell. Um, we'll be talking about it more on Rusty's. And Griffin, it sounds like you've been playing it, so I want to hear your thoughts. And then the the other thing is I've been playing it on an Asus ROG Ally, which is the Steam Deck competitor in Griffin. Ooh, how is it? I knew... I Oh, you are... Um, it's going to be hard for you to resist it, I think. I didn't know it was out. It is not. <laughs> but Oh, here we go. The, the you told you. Here we go, the baby. You, you didn't think I was going to let that Zelda inside stuff slide. No, um, you can order it now. It's very promising. We'll talk way, 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 way more about it later. Um, Griffin, I think you should, you sh- if you have the means, you should get one. Because the big difference is it's just way easier to tinker with. Um, Like, I mean, Steam Deck has like a huge community. So people have been building lots of interesting things for it, especially around emulation. But at the end of the day, having Windows on a handheld and all of the stuff that already exists for Windows is like a pretty, pretty, pretty big deal. And to be clear, I don't know if I said that up top. Yeah, basically picture a Steam Deck with Windows on it instead of steam os and linux which you could technically install windows on a steam deck for what it's worth there you go there you go there you go but it's it, but it is my understanding is more powerful a higher resolution screen a little bit bigger a little bit small uh, thinner it, it thinner, feels somewhere wider. between like a switch and a steam deck is what i would, I would describe yeah. the feel the hand feel as anyway anything else uh justin i need to hear your reaction to um jedi survivor Oh, um, okay. It's a weird one, right? Because I kept playing playing it because uh, Fresh said that there is some like pretty kick ass stuff later, and he was right. There is a, a, a not just one sequence. There's a few sequences that are like really, really, really good. Um, and it is, and also like the the uh, mobility evolves as you're going through the game in a pretty major way. And it is weird to me still, I think, how long it takes to get to that point. Like, I'm not saying with like a clear conscience, like I could I could say like, oh, yeah, it's definitely worth, 
you know, sticking with it if you're not absolutely loving it. Um, but I will say, like, I have softened on it more the the longer that I've been with it. Uh, you do have a lot more flexibility with with the movement, and like, it's a lot more challenging. There's a lot of stuff. Like, there's one uh, part where you are like doing a wall run on a platform that is moving but you are staying on the platform because when you jump off the platform itself moves forward and you can rejoin it. So you're sort of like consistently wall running on the side of a tram as it goes through this factory. There's a lot of cool stuff like that. And there's actually some like pretty good jokes, some pretty good jokes in there. Love that Turgle. Uh, we love Turgle. We, we stand Turgle. We stand Turgle. I still think there's too much cruft uh, to and it, and it obscure some of this cool stuff. But uh, I do have to say it's 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 uh, a a pretty and the, the sequence that uh, Fresh was sort of hinting us towards is astounding. I mean, it is it's all time. It's um, definitely like you know, respawn is I think kind of known for like a few like incredible sequences, mm-hmm. um, and it definitely stands toe to toe with you know the best moments of Titanfall two and. You know, and the and early this is Call the, of Duty the end of like, like the Jedha sequence that you're referencing. This is the Jedha sequence. Sequence. Okay. Yeah, one of them. It's after the wind stuff. How's yeah, that? Yeah, there's like it's a wind very... dungeon, and it's towards the end of that. Yeah, it's great, and you'll know because it's outrageous. yeah, you'll know. Cool. Not something you can miss. That game is great. My my general attitude of it is like that game would be easily like top five. Like scratches a ton of itches for me. If it ran better, it's still not. I'm playing on PS5, and I have to run on resolution mode because the second I switch to performance mode, it like is like at a 45, 50 frames skippy screen tearing mess. If the game was like consistent and smooth, and in the way that like you know I'd say like God of War Ragnarok was, this game would be like stratospherically higher for me. But I think the core of it, and I think over time they will address the performance issues, but the core of it is like so incredibly strong that I hope more people play it. Um, I uh, wanted to mention movies real quick. Oh. Uh, I just watched a couple, and uh, I wanted to briefly plug um, Bull, if you want like a pretty nasty British crime thriller kind of thing, if you like revenge movies or like especially that kind of low-key but pretty violent British crime thing. Uh, it's really intense and fun but dark. It's, it's called, called Bull. Bull, B-U-L-L? Yeah, about a guy who's basically appears out of nowhere and should not be alive and has come to find his his son. Mm. Um, it's very, it, it's, it's great. You are leaving uh, out, was, like, the most important part. Which is? That when it's a full moon, he turns into a bull. That's true. Yeah, he is half man, half bull, mm-hmm. all party. <laughs> um, the other, the, I also watched 3,000 Years of Longing, the George Miller movie. Did you yeah. guys see that one? No. It's, it's so nice. It's really It's nice. just a nice watch. It made me feel good. It's like, basically, friggin' Tilda Swinton is a narrativologist, studies stories, finds a, a lamp with a genie in it, played by Idris Elba. He's like, let me hit you with those wishes. And she's like, nah, it never goes good. Um, and then she, he like tells her stories from his life about like this incredible life he has lived and the people he's helped. And so it like cuts between the two of them talking about the nature of wishes, the nature of stories, the nature of relationships, all that stuff. And him telling these like fantastic sort of fables from his, uh, life. It's beautiful to look at. It's very, very different from George Miller's last movie, which was, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, but it is similarly has its heart in, uh, the right place and is and the uh, dude has range he did babe pig uh, babe two pig in the city yeah i mean come on mega hit and then it's like what if i make the weirdest thing possible it's also kind of like a beautiful Which story about how like how it becomes harder and harder to like believe in fantastical things mm-hmm. um, i want to plug a tv show called jury duty hey yeah. hey this is a good one folks uh if you haven't seen any of the like trailers or anything for it it is a uh, a show about a fictionalized court case and the jury that is uh convening over it uh and everyone in it is an actor except one guy named ronald who doesn't know 
who thinks he's just on a, a documentary about being on jury duty. And it uh, the, the big sort of gag is that James Marsden is plays himself, and he is also on the jury. And it it is so... It, it, it could have gone in a very mean-spirited, pranky direction. Instead, it is one of the more wholesome uh, shows I have watched in recent memory where everything is just kind of about building this dude up and giving him uh, essentially hero moments. I don't think it would work if the guy himself wasn't, like, pretty great. He's, like, the best sport on the planet. and Like, un unflappable. But, like, okay. <laughs> just to give you an example of the kind of guy this guy is, he shows up, James Mars is there, he doesn't really recognize him. And... <laughs> he admits that to him. And then James Mars is like, yeah, I was in like Sonic the Hedgehog recently. And this guy's like, I heard that wasn't, I heard that wasn't very good. <laughs> and then he comes the next day. He's like, Hey, I got to apologize. I watched Sonic the Hedgehog last night. and kicked ass. It's so good. You're right. It's great. At one point he brings in his DVD of, of sex drive to have James Mars inside. That's it. hilarious. Everybody else in the room is like, what is sex drive? And he like recounts the plot of sex drive. And they're like, why you could not make that movie again these days. Uh, it's it. It, it they keep finding it treads the line of like outrageous like there is no way this dude would not clock that this is a a like a a a, a reality TV premise at one point like it gets so bonkers that he's like I feel like I'm on a reality TV show <laughs> and just kind of like a hush falls over the crowd. To that it, note, James Marsden did an interview that Sydney was telling me about where. He was talking about that they would often have to make deposits into the reality bank is how he f phrased it. And basically like have days of shooting hours boring that were just boring yeah, or yeah, really yeah. Like nothing happened. So right. Funny. It's so wild. it is such an impeccably produced tightrope act. Um, is there a it, way it, to it, watch it? Because it's on freebie, right? It's on freebie. It's on Amazon. Uh, if you watch oh. it on Amazon video, it's you can watch it with ads. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, you can watch all of it with that. And and you should. It's hysterical. It is uh it's a very kind sh there are moments of genuine human kindness uh that are a, a beautiful beacon in the darkness. Hey. And it's sort of like the positive version of John Quinones is what would you do? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like the if the wildest possible thing happened, what would you do? And this guy just makes like kind choice after kind choice it's really lovely See, i yeah. really only know the mark summers what would you do so i can't really pick up on mm -hmm, that reference mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i got you i understand I um understand. also james marsden national treasure and finally getting appreciated for performance for in this batch. is so fucking wild dude's doing like three levels where he is pretending to be james marsden but like a stylized <laughs> like <ri> <laughs> there's a there's a <laughs> whole subplot where God. he is in he's like reading a script that he got through the rail and he audibly goes, huh? He's like, oh, sorry, it's a jump scare. <laughs> <Script. laughs> and the, the gag is that it's a script for an upcoming, basically Quentin Tarantino movie, but he won't say who it is. But he's like, <laughs> I can't say who it is, but imagine a director that like stuff has not come out about yet, but when it does, you wouldn't be too, I can't say, <laughs> it's called Lone Pine, and they the script sequences that he reads from it are so shitty and so bad, and everybody just kind of like rolls with it. It's, it's man. God, it's funny. It's, it's really so, funny. so, so good. I'm recommending it to anybody who watches television. It's, there it is. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our program. Um, we really hope that you've enjoyed yourself. We hope you're enjoying Zelda if you partake, if you're one of those sorts of people. And and next week, I think we should make at least a passing mention yeah. of Zelda and let's say it together. <laughs> Zelda. Breath of the Wild 2. Tears, 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 Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of yes. the Kingdom. Yes. Oh. I'm excited for it. I just can't remember things anymore. Um, sorry, one more thing. <gasps> oh. Was, He's back. It's back. He's sorry, back. He I, 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 I asked that if I didn't do it one more time, there was going to be somebody who's going to send a nasty email. Oh, yeah, I there was an app. Opinion. 
I have more than one fart piano app in my <laughs> history, and none of them are available to download anymore. Yeah, um, and that's shocking. good. Uh, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thanks for jo- oh oh games that we talked about this week. Oh, sorry, I'm that's probably skip. the thing I should have done. Um, this week, what did we talk about? Well, great question. We talked about a ton of mobile games. We talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Splintered Fate, What the Car, Tin Dates, Zen Pinball, specifically the Garfield Table, Grand Mountain Adventure Plus, Honkai Star Rail. Uh, we also talked a little bit about, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda game, Jedi Survivor, Bull, 3,000 Years of Longing, Rusted Moss, the Asus Rog Ally, uh, both of which we'll talk about on Rusty's next week. Breath of the Wild, Resident Evil 4, and Jury Duty, a show that you should watch if you like watching shows. I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Lizzie McGuire 123, mm-hmm. the Southwest Man Smusher, mm-hmm. and Sketchy Breakfast. Mm-hmm. Love them. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties, and thank you to everyone else who has shared the show and talked about it. We are coming to a very big episode, so now is the time if you want to get your family and friends on the besties train. No better time than Breath of the uh, fucking Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Can't believe you did that. <laughs> it's hard to remember, guys. Listen, we can all admit it. That's going to do it for us this week on the besties. Be sure to join us again next time for the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties!